What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. (laughs) I have a lot to say today, a lot to say. So I'm going to start right away because there's a lot to cover. The reunion is tomorrow. I heard the ladies are taping on 420 tomorrow. So I just want to make sure that I get this out um, before the, the reunion starts. So the ladies are in Ireland and obviously the drama continues with the Jersey ladies. But first, they seem to be having some fun at the bar. Kijaki, she lets her inner college girl come out and she chugs an, like a whole Guinness. Um, you know, I like to see the ladies have fun and act a little wild from time to time. Teresa, she sticks to her usual tequila, pineapple. She says she's not a beer girl. So I know that Teresa has always loved pineapples from previous seasons, like even before Louis. I remember her saying that, you know, it was her favorite fruit. Even her girls, like Melania said on the show on Teresa Checks In um, while Teresa was away. I'm going to have pineapple because mommy loves pineapple. That's her favorite fruit. And then Joe Judice kind of co-signs that as well. So we have all heard. (laughs) Well, if we have not, but most of us have all heard that the pineapple symbolizes in a certain subset of the population, you know, you know what it really actually means, um, you know, for people that are very into themselves and love their bodies and share. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there, but if you want, you can look it up in your favorite search engine. I uh, personally use pre-search, but um I don't know if I'm the only one that feels like Teresa over the years, she's been like a walking billboard. You know, it it almost feels like she has been setting the groundwork over the past seasons um, so that she could land her tequila deal, you know, with the, I think it's Dano's tequila. So her and Louie, um, they now have a tequila deal with Dano's tequila. Um, she even gifted Andy Cohen, Andy Cowan. <laughs> Is it Andy Cohen or Andy Cowan? I think it's Andy Cohen. Yes. A bottle on watch what happens live. And, you know, I will explain this a little bit more later. Okay. So the whole rat thing, you know, the rat thing, am I the only one that thinks that this may have been a produced moment. I don't know why, but I feel like one of the producers, they may have told Danielle, listen, you're from Staten Island. You have this thick accent. You kind of come across like you could have been casted for Mob Wives. You give Drita the Venzo vibes. By the way, I love Drita. Okay. (laughs) This will be a great moment for you. And sure enough, Melissa Gorga was like, where we are from, it's a big deal to be called a rat. You know, (laughs) in earlier seasons, I can't remember exactly which housewife uh, tried to say that to Danielle Staub. Um, Something about, oh, you you ratted me out. Like someone said something like that to Danielle and Danielle took offense to that too. She was like, don't ever call me that. I don't want to be called a rat. Like use a different word. Say tattletale. Say telling on you. But don't call me a rat. Or don't say I ratted you out. I can't remember which season that was. But I remember she took offense to that. It was a, a pretty big deal. Um, although I think that Danielle Staub may have had some connection to that life. You know, that life in the bunny ears, right? (laughs) At some point. Remember, she said, don't use that word with me. Um, It kind of makes sense because if there were allegations that she was involved with some sort of cartel, which Danielle Staub never confirmed or denied at the time, when Andy Cowan asked her, um, she, she said, I cannot speak on that. 
and anyone in their right mind ever would. I believe that was at the first reunion, like season one. So I could understand why the word rat would be something that Danielle Staub wanted to stay away from. Speaking of Danielle Staub, we kind of touched about it in our previous episode, but I just, you know, I just can't. And I have to bring it up again. I think that Danielle is getting played by Teresa. At this point, Teresa likes to say that she felt bad for Danielle because um, she lost her spot on the show, uh, that she was a, a single mom, that Danielle was a single mom. Teresa said this on her podcast. I don't think that Danielle should try to come back on the show after everything that went down the last season she was on. Teresa, she really did not feel bad for Danielle at the time. That's my opinion. She felt like, what, what I feel like Teresa felt bad about, she felt bad that Danielle exposed the secret between them. If you remember, um, when Melissa came back from her little um, lunch, well, it wasn't really a lunch at that point. I think they had a smoothie. But um, when Melissa came back from her meeting with Danielle, and she told the group that, like what, what Danielle had said, Teresa's first reaction was, I hope the producers are not going to use the footage of me telling Danielle to pull Margaret's hair. So when it was confirmed, when Melissa said, they just said they're going to use it. They're going to use the footage. So basically when it was confirmed that it would make the show, that it would, it, it would air, Teresa flipped. You know, she threw all the drinks uh, that were on the table or she threw her cup in the air. Um, Dolores was like, what did she do that for? What did she do that for? <laughs> you know, and then she went hiding in the in the bathroom. So... If you remember, Joe Gorga, he came over, he tried to talk to her like through the door and she was like, you know, stay away from me. I don't want to talk to you. I'm calling an Uber. I don't want to talk to anyone, blah, blah, blah. So everyone tried to come and get, you know, try to get Teresa to come out of the washroom. And if you remember, who was the only person that was actually able to get her out of the, of the washroom? No one other than Dolores. Dolores, I said it before, she is Teresa's main enabler, okay? And because she is Teresa's translator, she told her, you see, you have been good to her, you've been good to Danielle, and you've been protecting her this entire time, you stuck up for her, you know, and at the first chance, the first opportunity that she gets, she throws you under the bus. So you know what, Teresa, you need to get rid of her as a friend because you were good. You protected her and you admitted to it. You said, okay, you did it. You did it. Right. So now you need to get rid of Danielle and make up with Margaret. She didn't exactly say it, say it like that, <laughs> but that's really what it sounded like. Okay. You can go back and listen to that episode, but basically that's what Dolores says to Teresa. And after she says that, it took literally five seconds for Teresa to call Danielle and dump her. She called her and said, yeah, you know, you threw me under the bus. I don't want to be friends anymore. Have a nice life. Click. Teresa would have done anything in that moment not to be portrayed as that person. You know, she didn't want... You know, she, she likes to do little things like all of them do, right? But she likes to do little things behind the scenes, never really expecting that it's going to come up. <laughs> and then it did come up. The, the uh, production said, no, 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 we didn't even know about this, but now we're going to go and look for the footage. And yes, actually, you did say that. You said, do it, do it, do it, pull her hair. So Teresa, she didn't want to be portrayed as that person. That's why she dumped Danielle. She didn't feel bad for her. I really don't understand why Danielle cannot stay away from the show. 
She always says, I'll never go back to Jersey. I'll never give those women the opportunity to make me look bad again. I'll never give them the opportunity to call me a word that has caused me so much hurt and so much grief and my children and we had to move out of the neighborhood and my kids were bullied in school. Like I don't understand why Danielle says this all the time but always wants to come back to the show. And I like Danielle Staub. I think she's great TV. I, I've said this a million times. But I feel like if Danielle was to come back on the show, I feel like she would need to stand on her own. She shouldn't come back as a friend of Teresa. Because obviously if she comes back as a friend of Teresa, Teresa's going to try to use Danielle uh, to take Margaret down. That's what she's going to try to do, right? Or Melissa, if Melissa comes back for another season. So Danielle, I can't say it enough. Stay awakened. All of these ladies, they turned on you. All of them did. Melissa did, even though you gave her full number to production uh, so she could land the show. Jennifer did, even after you, uh, you know, protected her during uh, that trip in Mexico. You know, the whole things about the whole thing about the lips and the baboon lips or something like that. I can't remember what Margaret said, but, you know, she turned on you. And Teresa turned on you not just once, but twice. She did. So if I was Danielle, I would come back. If I were to come back, I would come back on my own or with somebody that was completely brand new. But I would not try to come back as a friend of Teresa. Okay, so back to this week's episode. The whole Antonia argument was very sad to watch. I find that it's funny that Teresa, in her podcast today with Brandy, um, she says that kids are off limits. And I will go postal if someone even mentions my kids negatively. So just to give you a little bit more insight, um, or context, I should say. So basically, Brandy... Um, she was saying that uh, on the Ultimate Girls Trip um, season with Caroline, that Caroline made some sort of comments to, her, to Brandy about her behavior and how she would feel if her children, um, or how would, how would her children feel if they were to see their mom act in a certain way. So I have to say that uh, Teresa made a similar comment to Danielle Staub in season one as well. You know, she alluded to, um, like she basically said, no, she didn't allude. She said to Danielle, to her face, um, you know, how do you think your girls would feel? Um, don't you feel like you're exposing your girls to too much stuff? So it was like a scene between um, Teresa and Jacqueline and Danielle, like Teresa and Jacqueline had, you know, a little get together and it was supposed to just be the two of them. And then Danielle called in, she had a little bit of drama. She came and kind of crashed their little moment and then started talking about Steve and all that stuff. So anyways, to make a long story short, um, Teresa said that to Danielle as well. She said, well, you know, like, don't you feel like you're kind of exposing them to too much? Like she started, like she was going down that path. And if you recall, Danielle stopped. She got testy with Teresa. She was like, no, 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 not my kids. Okay. Like, be careful, be careful. No, we're not doing that right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And she gave her uh, one of her uh, notorious like signature look, like Danielle Staub look. So, you know, it was one of those looks that that meant not my kids, Teresa, you better tread li lightly. So I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on with Teresa lately. I'm not sure if she has like amnesia. I'm not sure if it's the ayahuasca. Uh, that has erased a part of her brain, but she seems to remember things a little bit differently. 
a little bit. So anyways, the ladies are in the bus and we feel like they get, they let their guard down a little bit, like, and they actually share some personal stories uh, about themselves, about relationships, about cheating, forgiveness, and going through some things, you know. I thought that that was a very beautiful moment, actually. And um, I haven't been a super fan of Jan Fessler, but I have to admit that the way that she explained her situation, I have to give her kudos for that. You know, just for being so open and transparent about her marriage. You know, over the years, and especially this season, <laughs> we've all heard the rumors about Melissa with that guy. And um, obviously, it will be revealed this season at the finale. And I just wanted to say at this point to Melissa, if this rumor was true, like if she did in fact um, kiss that guy at the back of a car five years ago, if I were Melissa tonight, today, on Wednesday, what I would do is I would sit my kids down, I would call a family meeting, I would sit my kids down and I would tell them the truth. And then I would admit it myself at the reunion. If it's true, that's what I would do. Because I'm going to say this. If the rumor is actually true, for sure, Joe Gorga knows about it. Now that I'm thinking about everything, now that I'm putting everything into perspective, and I'm not just talking about this season, I'm talking about the entire show. If you remember season three, first episode, it was raining. Um, Teresa had Adriana in a stroller. She was sitting on the bench with Jacqueline. It was just before the, um, the christening. Okay, so at some point, um, Teresa was talking to Jacqueline and say, oh, you know, I wanted to be close to Melissa, but, you know, it didn't work out that way. And, um, you know, I, I don't really know how I feel about her, like something like that. And then Jacqueline kind of said to her, um, like, what's going on? Like, what's going on with her? And she's like, oh, I don't know. She just kind of strikes me like that kind of girl, right? But we never really understand, understood what Teresa meant by that. And at that point, this whole thing with that guy at the back of the car had not happened, right? That was 10 years ago. So she was talking to Jacqueline about Melissa striking her as that type of girl. So um, later on, um, the season, the next season after that, Teresa had a conversation with her brother and she said, you know, Melissa would leave you for a, rich, a richer man. So then if you recall, Jacqueline had a conversation with Teresa and said, but what was the point of you saying that to your brother? You know, you, you, you've told me that your brother is insecure. Um, you told me that he was insecure before. So why did you think that that would be a good idea to plant this in his head that, you know, if a better opportunity was to come along, that Melissa would leave him for a better man or a richer man, right? So I think, now I think I understand. I think that I understand that what Jacqueline meant by that, she was referencing probably the discussion that they had season three on that bench when it was raining. Like, Teresa must have said something to Jacqueline that did not make the show, right? And Jacqueline was kind of like, oh, what do you think she's like that? Oh, she strikes me as that type of girl. And then Teresa says, oh, you know, she would leave you for a richer man. And then recently, I think it came out this year, that apparently there was some sort of um, bachelorette party 
Um, they even talk about that on the show briefly, but they kind of make a joke out of it. You know, the season where Siggy was on, they go to Florida and then they start talking about Melissa's bachelorette and then Melissa dancing with some guy. Um, and then Teresa kind of like calling Joey to let him know, Hey, your wife, I don't know, maybe she's having too much fun, uh, at the bachelorette. Right. But obviously when they're discussing this on the show, they make it sound a little bit more playful, but it came out this year that apparently the problem that Teresa always had um, with Melissa is that something happened at the bachelorette party that kind of severed um, Teresa's perception of Melissa, you know? So they never talked about it on the show, but now if I put two and two together, I'm thinking, hmm... Okay, there's a recurring theme here. M Melissa may have been too flirty at some point in time before she got married to Joey. Teresa saw it. Teresa didn't like it. And then ever since that day, she was kind of like looking at Melissa like side-eyed, right? And then a few seasons ago, um, the, the ladies are on a boat trip, whatever, and uh, they play that little joke. You know, they play that little joke on Joe Gorga about Melissa talking to this restaurant guy and then she left and kind of went for a walk with him like it was a prank, right? But Teresa was calling Joe and just like saying, yeah, she was talking to that guy, you know, and they left and, you know, I kind of lo lost sight of them and I don't know what they were doing, but she was being very flirty with him and, you know. Just to put it back in context for the people that have not watched that show, if that was a few seasons ago and that was a prank, Teresa was basically pranking Joe and Melissa was in on it. But if you recall, Joe's reaction, he totally believed it. He believed it. Um, he got pranked and then he s started speaking Italian on the phone. And he was just like, well, obviously there's like something going on. I don't know. I don't know. Like, is she doing something like, obviously, you know, and then he started speaking in a different language. So I have to say, I don't want, I don't want the rumors to be true. And I don't want to put this out there. I'm only discussing this because it's on the show this season. Right. But, um, if I had to take an educated guess, <laughs> I would say that, yeah, maybe something happened. Maybe something happened at some point in time five years ago. Maybe Melissa had, you know, exchanged a kiss with someone at the back of a car. It's possible. Things can happen, right? Um, just based on Joe's reaction during that phone call, and then they started saying that they were having problems in their relationship. I don't believe that that was just for a storyline. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, even Jen alluded to that. Oh, the what problem? You guys have the perfect marriage. Like, what's going on? You're just looking for a storyline. I think that something happened. You know, even when Joe was on the, at, on the reunion stage, he said to Andy, you know, she started going out a lot, a lot. And, um, taking a lot of appearances and at first I was part of it and then I wasn't part of it anymore and then she was kind of like doing a lot of things on her own maybe that's the story that they decided like you know as a couple to give us but it's possible that something may have happened during you know one of Melissa's appearances um you know, that kind of feed into that rumor with that guy at the back of the car, right? And I've heard um, a few months ago, I can't remember who said it, but it's online, it's on YouTube. Um, someone said that um, Joe, uh, like Melissa was getting hair and makeup and then Joe called to see if that guy was there. He called the staff to ask um, is that guy there? And that guy was there, but apparently the staff was told to lie, right? So that's what I've heard. So I don't know. But what I'm saying is, let's say that this rumor was true. I think that the best way for Melissa to handle it at this point is to just talk to her kids and just say, listen, kids, marriage is tough. Things can happen. I still love your dad. Yeah, I kissed a guy. At some point in time, me and daddy talk about it. You know, we've moved, we've moved from it. That's what I would do. And then I would walk into the reunion with Joe by my side and I would just be like, no more lying. 
if it's true, right? If it's true, I would just be like, you know what, Joe, I'm sick and tired of it. Like, I want to control the narrative. And I think that that would be such a powerful moment if Melissa did that. I don't really think that anything other than a kiss happened, to tell you the truth. And to be honest with you, would Melissa be the worst person in the world if she had a weak moment and kissed that guy? No. What people need to understand is that, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Because I've heard a lot of opinions from people online and you can, everyone has an opinion, right? But most people that have this opinion have never been married or are not married right now. I happen to be married with children. And what I'm going to say is that marriage life is tough. And if you've never been married before, one thing that they never tell you before you get married is that marriage is kind of boring even when you love your spouse. Like after a few years, after you set your routine and you know things are not as exciting as they once were, marriage can be boring. It's true. It doesn't matter how much you love your spouse. So do I condone or welcome infidelity in my marriage or other people's marriage? Of course not. But often when people are so quick to condemn and crucify and judge, often, and believe me when I say this, often these people don't have a perfect track record either. And they have done things themselves. Sometimes the very things that they're upset about. So if it's true, Melissa, I know that you're not listening today because <laughs> you're supposed to be sleeping all day before the reunion. The reunion is tomorrow, but hear me out. If it's true, just say it at the reunion. You can even use Ramona's words and say, I had a little indiscretion. Do you remember what Ramona said that? Like, I think they were, where, where were they? Like, they were on some island. I, don't, I can't remember if it was St. Bart's or Turks and Caicos. But, you know, Ramona was dancing and having fun. And then she ended up kissing a man there. Like, I don't, I don't believe it was like, you know, like that big of a kiss. But I think she did kiss a man um, when she was with Mar Mario. So when Andy asked her about it, she's like, yeah, I told my husband about it. I said, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I had a little indiscretion was just a kiss you know not my proudest moment but it, it has not broken us up that's what I would say Melissa I would say it happened a long time ago we've moved from it and we're fine what a moment that would be if she could finally walk in her truth and possibly empowered for season 14 and if Andy was to ask her, well, you were on Watch What Happens Live the other day and I asked you the question straight up and you said you looked at me and you lied and you said that, you know, none of this happened. Well, Melissa, you can just say I wasn't ready to tell the truth at that point. You know, I was still processing it, but I'm telling the truth right now. So did I kiss that guy? Yes. It was a long time ago. Yes. Um, me and my husband, you know, we went through some stuff because of it. But now we're good and we're here and staying. And what else? What else do you got now? Nothing. I don't feel like it's fair to bring up Antonia in that way. Okay? That whole bus ride, it was sad. I said it. I said it before. It was really, really sad. You know, Teresa and Melissa, they have gone at it for years and none of them are complete. Like none of them is completely innocent. Teresa, she's the original cast member. She is the OG of the franchise. She's the, you know, the last one standing from the original cast. But Melissa at this point, she is also a veteran. Okay. So 
I have to wonder, why are only Teresa's kids allowed to do confessionals to discuss her family drama, the family drama? Not so much Melania or Adriana or even Gabriella, except for this season when um, she spoke up. And I'll give my opinion about that in a moment. But I don't recall one single time in the 10 seasons that Melissa has been on the show where we see her kids say anything negative, negative about her cousins, uh, about their cousins or their, their aunt, Teresa. Not one time. Not one time. And if I'm, if I'm wrong, please, um, you know, just let me know. Just let me know because I cannot recall one time. So if I'm wrong, just send me the footage, send me the, send me the recording, and then I'll stand corrected. But for now, I cannot recall one time. But I do remember this. I remember Gia saying to Jacqueline, my uncle is cool, but Melissa kinds of control him. She must have been seven or eight years old when she said this. Okay. Uh, that was on the final episode of season three when Teresa was, um, you know, basically on the outs, like it was starting, like, you know, the, the tables were slowly turning at that point. Teresa was at her house. Jacqueline came for a visit. Then the big portrait came up. Teresa went in the garage to look for, um, to look for, um, how do you call that again? Oh, I hate when that happens. What was she looking for? Um, she was looking for, anyway, she was looking for, <laughs> it's not coming to me. So she was looking to hang the big family portrait. And while she ran to the garage, Jacqueline was with Gia in the kitchen. And then she was like, oh, this is a beautiful picture. You know, are you happy to see everyone together? The family, everyone, you know, your mom, your dad, your uncle, your aunt, your cousins. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's nice. I hope it stays. You know, my uncle, he's cool. But Melissa kind of controls him. Right. Then there's the waking up in the morning song song, you know, at Melania's uh, birthday party. Everyone is there. The Menzos are there. The Wakilis are there. The Loritas are there, you know, and then Gia, she goes on and she starts singing that song. Melissa stinks. That was said by Melania in the car when both of her parents were there and Gia too. And they all laughed. Mind you, Melania was like a young child and nothing against Melania. I happen to like her very much on the show, but you know, she said that. So she heard it from somewhere. Melissa lip sync. On display, on display, on display. <laughs> that was Gia in the limo with her parents. Melissa's a stripper. I'll climb the pole. That was funny though. But Melania said that. You know, she said that on the on the bus with the Wakilis. I think Jacqueline was there, too. Um, everyone was there pretty much. She was on the bus and she 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 said that. So again, she, you know, she got it from somewhere. Melissa laughed, too. You know, like I said, it was kind of a funny moment, but nevertheless. Right. On Teresa checks in. Gia does a confessional and she admits to, you know, Melissa being there or trying to be there more for the girls while, while Teresa was away. Um, but Gia says, I, I don't like, you know, she's called and texted and she tries, but I don't feel com comfortable about it yet. Those were her words on Teresa check checks in special. Don't let M Melissa take Melania out of the blue moon. That's Gia, season five. She's shopping with her mom, and she says this to her mother. And mind you, that was right after season four, which was the stripper gate season. Okay, Melissa was trying to, you know, arrange for the kids to see each other because Melania and Antonia are very close. So she's just like, listen, I, I don't want to send my kids over to her house because God forbid she would say, 
something bad about like I don't want my kids to hear negative things about me right so she was just like let's pick a place that is neutral um maybe we can go um to sweet and sassy and do something there right with the girls but if you recall that's what Gia says to her mom she says don't let her take Melania out of the blue moon right and then right after that um Teresa says you know I've tried with Tio Joe. To which Gia responds, um, yeah, I know. It's not Tio Joe. It's Melissa. She's the problem. Gia was like maybe a tween at that point. Like she was like maybe, I don't know, 11 years old at that point, right? Teresa saying, Gia knows that I don't give two shits about Melissa. So that's an admission that Teresa talks sh shit about Melissa to her kids. Cause how would she know? You know, she could, she could know that there's a little bit of tension, but you admitted it yourself. Gia knows that I don't give two shits about her. Teresa also said, um, she admitted to Dr. V and on another separate occasion, I think she was talking to Jacqueline, I can't remember, but she said, gee, I didn't even like Melissa in the beginnings. Those were Teresa's words. Again, using the kids, you know, in the whole argument. Gia saying, Melissa is trying to make herself look like she's a good aunt. So that's Gia this season saying this to Gabriella. Gia calling her, her uncle an opportunist on social media, which he was. We I already talked about that uh, a few episodes ago. Um, you know, my episode, um, if a picture could make me look good or something like that, right? So yes, I totally believe that Joe was thirsty in that moment when he was enc encountering Joe Judice in the Bahamas. But, you know, G Gia, she went online and she posted online, she, you know, that her uncle was an opportunist. She didn't send him a message privately. She put it on social media, you're an opportunist. You're, if your brother doesn't come to the wedding, it's done, it's a wrap, it's over with. Never speaking to you ever again. That was Melania. This season. While while she was uh, wet shopping for Teresa's dress. You know what my husband does? He takes the gift and he throws them. The gift that you bring for the kids. And he throws them in the garbage. That was Teresa. <laughs> she said this to Melissa at the solstice party. Kim D was uh, nearby. She was listening to the whole conversation. Teresa said this, my husband, and she even did the hand gest gesture. She said, my husband takes the gift for the kids and throws them in the garbage. We don't care about the presents that you buy for the kids. And Melissa was like, oh, 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 very nice, right? Gia saying to like confronting her uncle Joe and Melissa and saying that yeah it's true no no he complains about you guys he says you don't call them enough he says you don't visit them enough you don't make enough time everybody works everybody's busy you don't make the time only mommy not you and then Teresa says thanks thanks for sticking up for me because you know it's Melissa and Joe against me I need somebody in my corner thanks for speaking up right it's not fair. It's not. And, tr and Melissa was visibly uncomfortable with it. And she actually said it. Don't speak to your niece. Speak to your sister. Okay? Like this is adult conversation. And Gia's like, it's not adult conversation. Okay? I'm, I'm 20 years old. I understand. I understand what's going on. Right? So I don't know. Do I need to say any more? And by the way, I'm going to add all of this recording, all of this audio in a separate, um, uh, in a separate recording today. You know, I'm still searching for Antonia, for Gino, for Joey, 
I'm still searching for something that they have said about Teresa on the show. And the truth is I can't. I can't find anything. And I've said this before. I think I've addressed it quite quite a few times. I'm all for children speaking up and protecting their parents. So, you know, I'm not mad about Gia to protect Joe Judice because, you know, Joe Gorga has said some pretty horrible things about Joe Judice and that's her dad. So I understand her standing up for him. And um, I understand her wanting to protect her mom as well. Everybody's going to be about their own. So I'm not mad about that, right? But what I can say is that over the years, whether it's an act or whether it's for real, Melissa has not done these things. Her kids have not, never, ever said anything on the show about Teresa. And that's their blood end. If one thing, you have little Joey, he's always said, I love everybody at this table, you know. I also remember him hugging onto Joe Judice at his go-away party. You know, I also remember Melissa picking up the girls from Teresa's house so Teresa could go to her Fabellini party because she didn't have a babysitter that day. So Melissa came and, you know, she brought the kids again to Sweet and Sassy and she bought them matching bracelets. She even bought one for Teresa. I also remember Melissa sticking up for Teresa when Jackie alluded that Teresa was probably having a good time on Joe while he was in, in prison. And Melissa said, you know, Teresa, I spoke with her about it and she told me that nothing is going on. So there's no reason for me to question that. My sister-in-law is saying that nothing is going on, then nothing is going on. I remember that. I also remember that during uh, the Teresa special, Melissa saying that her nieces are so good, they're so responsible, that, you know, Gia is a good kid and she's the oldest, obviously, but Gabriella is just, you know, just as valuable in the house, you know, cleaning up, setting up the table, doing the dishes. She, she, she has always given on TV props to the kids you know she always said positive things about them on the show as she should because kids are off limit so yes the whole Antonia thing I think it was quite uncomfortable yes Teresa didn't say anything like bad about Antonia but she did she she wasn't trying to portray her in, in a positive light by saying well we went to hers she didn't come to ours Listen, Teresa, you're getting married right now. You have four daughters. They're all part of your wedding. You have friends that are part of your wedding. I believe you have um, your other niece from Jojuda's side that was in the wedding. But your only blood niece named after your mother, Antonia Gorga, you didn't ask her to be in your wedding. So yeah, a sweet 16, very important. They had a cheer competition. You know, obviously she couldn't miss it. I'm sure it was unfortunate that she couldn't attend your daughter's sweet 16. But you know what's unfortunate too? That you didn't pick your only blood niece to put her in your wedding. You didn't even think of her. You like to say in an Italian family, well, you don't get to pick when you're, in when you're Italian and when you're not. I'm not Italian myself. I happen to know a lot of them. A lot of them are my, are my friends. Um, you know, and like I said before, um, my husband is Portuguese, so there's a lot of similarities there. So you may not stand Melissa and you don't want her in your wedding. And people like to say it's her wedding. She can do whatever she wants. Yes, that's true. She can. But at the end of the day, stop saying it's all about family family. 
when you yourself do the wrong thing. You did not ask your only your only blood niece to be in your wedding. If you really want the family to be close, if you really want the, the cousins to be close, why didn't you ask her? And no, it's not tit for tat, but I'm just saying, if you're the better person, if you're in a better place in your life, if you have met the love of your life, if you're doing ayahuasca, if you're saying your namaste, if you're going to therapy, if you're doing all of these things, why aren't you doing the right thing? It's just easier to blame Melissa for everything. And for the people that like to ask me, are, are, are you not a Teresa fan anymore? Yes, I am. The answer to that question is yes. Like I said, it's not that deep. It's entertainment for me. But, and I don't think that me being a fan of Teresa will ever change. But I'm going to say this. I'm a fan. I'm not fanatical. So about the whole Gabriella situation, which is my opinion, by the way, okay? So the more I look into the episode, the past episode of Gabriella sitting, you know, in the living room area with Gia, Louie, and Teresa, the more I think about it and the more I watch that particular episode, I feel like Gabriella, she was brought in by either her mom by Gia or by Louie to speak about this on camera. And I, and I have a feeling that that's the reason why she broke out in hives. If you really think about it, historically, Gabriella, she has never spoke really on camera. She's pretty low key. Like she is one of my favorite ones. Um, you know, she's kind of neutral, very pretty girl, very smart. Um, I was a bit surprised to see her come on camera. Like she literally just walked into that scene, right? What are you guys talking about? Oh, we're talking about this. Okay. Uh, what do I have to say again? Like if you look at it, I don't know. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think that this was a produced moment orchestr orchestrated by either her mom, uh, her future stepdad, or her sister. I think that they knew that if Gabriella came in to say this on camera, given the fact that she's normally the low-key one, given the fact that she rarely speaks, uh, given the fact that Teresa has said multiple times to people before Gabriella, she hates the camera. Like she doesn't want to be in front of the cameras. Like she runs when she sees them, which is true, right? Because we see Gia quite a bit. We see uh, Melania, who loves the cameras ever since she was a little girl, but now she's, you know, she's kind of more low-key now that she's a teenager, which is understanding. And Adriana, she's young and she's busy, right? So she's not really spending a lot of time on TV as well. But Teresa has said this many times, Gabriella doesn't like the cameras. So I don't know. If you observe her nonverbal, and if you observe the nonverbal of everyone in the room, I think that that was orchestrated by them. Somebody, somebody said something to Gabriella and said, listen, you need to come and kind of just confirm what mommy is saying to make her look bad because Gabriella is also Melissa's goddaughter. So she knew, she knew Gabriella, she comes on and she says, you know, this is not true. Those guys have not been there for us. It would sting more. It would stick more, right? If she did that. Because, you know, the viewers, they kind of know that Gia tends to be a little bit more biased. Like, you know, that's her, that's her mom. She wants to protect her. It makes sense. But she's usually more biased in, you know, in the argument between Joe and Melissa and Teresa. She's not very neutral when it comes to that right so looking back my gut feeling is telling me that she was influenced to say this if you look at everyone in the room if you look at the nonverbal, and you can even tell that Gabriella was a little bit uh, uncomfortable with it because she was just like 
yeah but what did she say like in what context did she say this like i need like you need to give me context for me to respond you could tell like you know it's almost like you know you you assign somebody to be a messenger and do a job and then they know what they have to do but then they feel bad doing it anyways because that's not in their character right that's kind of like the more i look at that episode that's what i saw you know and then gia you know she she she, she's looking at her with those big eyes like you know gia she speaks a lot with her eyes like the exclamation the eyes and the like well you know she's trying to show that she was a good aunt she's trying to make herself look good right so i don't know I don't know. I think that, and, and and then you know, Teresa says right after, oh, you know, and Melissa's a goddaughter, her godmother, right? She is. See, see, look at her, look at her neck, look at her neck. You know, look what this is doing to her, right? When when those guys are lying about being there for them, look, look at her, right? <laughs> so I don't know. And then in the next scene, you see Louis, and then Louis's like. He says to Joe at the bar, I talk to your nieces. I hear your nieces in the house. They speak about you all the time. They say you were not there for them, right? So I don't know. You know, my crab intuition, my cancer intuition, <laughs> it tells me that poor Gabriella was brought to do a job in that scene. And she was clearly, visibly uncomfortable with it. You know, the rest of the episode, it's kind of like, you know, a little bit more of the same. Um, not much to add when it comes to that. You know, the ladies are trying to convince Dolores to, okay, are you going to get a ring? Are you going to get married? I'm happy for Dolores in her relationship with Polly. I've said that before. Um, Polly has not given me a reason to dislike him. So, so far, so good. I like him. The only thing that I would say when it comes to that whole situation, just don't rush. Like my advice to Dolores would be, don't rush into a marriage with this man. You know, Dolores is a beautiful woman. She's 52 years old. She has been married before. Uh, she's been in, you know, a few relationships afterwards. Um, her kids are grown. She's enjoying her time with Polly. Do not rush into a wedding and a marriage and all of that i'm saying like at this point the relationship is still new um take your time take your time to to figure out if you know this is the right man for you still you know it's been what a year or two that she's with polly so far so good she's enjoying the relationship he seems to be treating her well you could tell that dolores is um you know, taking her tour guide role in Ireland very seriously. She doesn't want to act wild um, while she's in Polly's country. Y you can see she's behaving. Well, she's all she's always pretty much well behaved. But what I'm saying is um, she wants to represent him well. So I'm happy that Dolores is happy. I'm happy that she has finally found a person that, you know, check all of the boxes right and has repleted her love tank <laughs> but my advice to her is like you know you don't have to rush into a marriage at this point just take your time especially like like i said earlier marriages are they're tough right and especially i cannot see them being easy while you're on reality TV, while you're on the show and everything is so scrutinized and people are looking into your stuff. And, you know, we don't know for how long T Dolores will, will be on the show, will stay on the show. I don't know if like she has another season or a couple more seasons in her. But at this point, you know, just my advice to her would be enjoy your relationship, get to know this person, travel the world with Polly. Um, and then, you know, if you're meant to be married to Polly, then so be it. But why rush? Why rush it? Right. It's not the end all be all to be married right now at this point. Right. So I'm just I just think that Dolores should take some time. Right. Um, at this point, Teresa's married. You know, she met Louis within a year. They moved in together. 
Um, and now I think they have been together three years in total, but she's going to celebrate her first wedding anniversary this summer. So, you know, there's a lot of things that are coming out about Louis. I'm not saying that they're true. I'm just saying there's a lot of things that are coming out about Louis. So my advice to Dolores, so far so good with Polly. Take your time. There's no rush. Just get to know this person for you, no matter what everyone else around you is doing and then just take it from there okay guys now about louis okay at the beginning uh, i said that i would kind of touch on that and try to explain the statement that i made earlier about Teresa being a walking advertisement on the show so now i'm going to explain why i said this but before i jump into that I just wanted to say that uh, I kind of found a picture, like, you know, there's been a picture circulating online about the pizza ovens. So it's basically Teresa looking all beautiful, surrounded by her beautiful girls, and they're doing a photo shoot, right? So for pizza oven gate, Teresa's wearing an apron, her beautiful hair, black hair, her girls are around her, and then there's the pizza oven labeled skinny pizza. And um, there's also like a few tomatoes there and uh, like a nice piece of cheese and all of that so anyways we've seen um you know the picture of that circulating online in the past few weeks since um the whole pizza oven gate debacle now i looked on uh louis social media and i found a picture that looks very similar to the picture we've seen online. So it's basically a, pi a picture of Teresa alone in her kitchen, down to the same tomatoes in front of her, down to the same piece of cheese in front of her. Her hair looks exactly the same, um, the same that we see in you know that little picture that is circulating online with her girl, her girls. But Teresa is basically uh, dressed the same, the makeup is the same, the stage, like in her kitchen, everything is the same. There's just no ovens. But Louis says in uh, that caption that, oh, join me to watch Teresa on Amazon Live. Uh, I think she was about to do a cooking show or something like that. So I went on Amazon Live and I tried to find that footage of Teresa doing a cooking show. I couldn't find it. I find that that's interesting that um, that picture that was taken back in October of 2021 is basically the same picture that we've seen uh, circulating online with her girls about pizza oven gate. So um, I've searched the Amazon live website. I've seen other celebrities on there doing lives. I've even seen Kyle Richards, but I was not able to find anything about um about Teresa. So if anyone has that footage, uh, or if anyone can confirm that this has really taken place with Amazon Live, I would be curious to know. And you can just let me know at relatable underscore Stella on IG. So now about Louis. There's been a lot of chatter about Louis over the past few years, and obviously I'm not going to go into all of that with his ex-fiance. There's a lot of stuff out there, but, you know, certain things were brought up on the show, so I feel like this one is kind of safe to bring up. So this is not new information, but I haven't heard anyone talk about about that specifically, so that's what I want to address, okay? So you got to bear with me because I'm going to read something from the court document and the font is very small. So anyway, so it's basically Louis saying this, <clears throat> as with other websites, I personally bought tellatherapist.net with the intention that it would like my other website websites be a national portal for a therapy connection service. Potential clients could set up therapy sessions with therapists throughout the country. There are already several highly profitable websites that do this, several of which the defendant, the defendant being his ex-fiance, uh, participates in and derives revenue from, including specifically, but not limited to, betterhelp.com and Talkspace.com. Dot com. Remember those two, betterhelp.com and talkspace.com. So then Louis says, I did not buy this portal for the defendant. 
again, the defendant being his ex-fiance. This is what I do for a living. The defendant is a relatively inexperienced therapist serving a small geographic area and licensed only in three states. While I did tell the defendant that she could use the website portal and that I would attempt to increase traffic to her practice through including her as a participant therapist on the site, blah, 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 blah. I never told her, I never told the defendant I was buying the site for her to use, uh, to use exclusively. Okay. To own or use exclusively. So I find that interesting and I will tell you why. I'm just going to go back to where he says, I did not buy this portal for the defendant. This is what I do for a living. So basically, Louis says in that document that that's what he does for a living. And basically, he's, you know, he has created this website portal um, in an attempt to increase traffic to her practice. And then he talks about, uh, well, he talks about that before and he references um, betterhelp.com and talkspace.com. I'm going to tell you why I find this very interesting. I don't know why a part of me now feels like Is this whole therapy thing kind of like a way, like, you know, the therapy discussion on the show? Because Teresa has been really into therapy lately. She's talking about therapy, therapy, therapy. And if you recall, you know, and I'm not saying that you cannot evolve. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't see therapy as something good for people. That's not what I'm saying. But historically on the show, Teresa was always saying Italians don't go to therapy. We don't believe in therapy. That's not what we do, right? Now she met Louis. He's into therapy and his mom's a therapist. His exes are therapists. His sister is some sort of therapist and, and um, you know, like eye doctor or something like that. So anyways, I find it interesting that Louis has a portal um, and he tries to increase traffic to a website so he can make money. So what I find interesting in that case is that when you listen to Teresa's podcast, Namaste Bitches, Teresa references betterhelp.com quite a bit. Um, in the last few episodes, she has not referenced them, but if you go back she references betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com, betterhelp.com over and over and over again. So I don't know, like I'm not a tech person and maybe a technical person can explain this to me, but obviously Teresa has a certain platform. Um, people listen to her, people watch her on the show. So if Teresa says, or mentions betterhelp.com, I'm sure that people that are listening to her show will go, like people that want to go to therapy or think that therapy can help them, they will go and type in better help or even therapy or like, you know, like certain words, certain keywords in their search engine that will drive traffic to that portal. And it seems to me like, Basically, Louis is making money off of that. I, I don't know if my assumption is wrong here. But with her platform and her talking exten extensively about therapy over and over again, I'm wondering, is she really into therapy or is she referencing it so often in an attempt to have people look or search for a therapy or betterhelp.com and then in on the back end louis is making money and i'm not saying that that's uh not smart for him to do something like that but i don't know i'm just getting this kind of weird feeling about this like are you really into therapy Teresa, or are you more about making money at this point i don't know
we shall see anyways that's all i have guys for today once again thank you so much for listening i can't wait for them to start taping the reunion i'm sure we will hear a lot about it through the grapevines i hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week and remember be a fan not fanatical ciao Hi, my relatable listeners. If you enjoy this show and would like to support me and my work, please join the community and head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash housewivesrelatable. Don't forget to comment, like, share, and subscribe. You can also find me on YouTube at housewivesrelatable or on Instagram at relatable underscore Stella.